Good morning again to everybody. It's 11 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time, 360 Performance coming at you live on KUHS Streaming. Man, that's such a great concept. It seems like just so easy to do now, but streaming is such a powerful thing, and we've got it under control here. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about some events that are happening this weekend in different parts of the country, but one of those parts is right here in Denver. We have the Mile High Nationals happening here, NHRA Racing, with the Top Fuel and Funny Cars, along with the, uh, the Door Slammers, <laughs> the, uh, the gas-powered cars, as well as motorcycles. Uh, interesting conditions here in Colorado every year when they have the uh, Mile High Nationals. It's the beginning of the Western Swing as they start here in Denver, then head to California, and then up the coast to Seattle, and then back across the country headed to Minnesota. But those three stops, Denver, Sonoma, Seattle, those are the three stops that, that define the Western Swing. Well, just a little bit south of that Western Swing is uh, Los Angeles where the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game is happening. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Give you some thoughts about reaction time. That's our theme for today, reaction time. And before we start uh, the, the too deep of a dive into the show, we want to talk a little bit about mindset moments for this week. I've got a number of quotes on the mindset moments because it is about reactions and performance. You know, we've got the home run derby. Well, that's a pitcher thrown behind a screen to those hitters that have been uh, nominated to be part of the home run derby. And they've got to have some reaction time to put the ball in a place above the fence, in play, fair ball, home run. So a little reaction time going on there. But here's our mindset moment. It starts off with Derek Jeter. He's the featured quote for, for today in the theme. He says that any player that says they don't want to go to the All-Star game is lying to you. It's something everyone wants to be part of. And I hope the everyone includes the fans, the coaches, the staff, the people who just love the game of baseball. As I know Derek, De Derek Jeter does. He's still in baseball down there with the uh, Marlins in the front office. I believe he's still director of operations. He's a little ownership as well. But in addition to Derek's quotes, I want to also share some quotes from Ted Williams, the great Ted Williams, uh, one of the foundational components of baseball over the years. He says that they invented the all-star game for Willie Mays. Gosh, I wonder why. Maybe because Willie Mays was the consummate all-star player. He could play almost any position. In fact, he might have, I don't think all nine positions, but he got into playing a lot of the nine positions on the field as a professional ball player. The last quote is from uh, Manny Machado. Manny says, I'm going to the all-star game as an oil and as a shortstop. It's just always a blessing. And he thanks the power above, his God. I thank God, he says. Manny Machado. The mindset moments start off every week to give us an idea of what to think about through that week. I talk to my clients about being a good planner. And this week I've had to practice that myself, being a good planner, which incorporates being a good listener. And taking into account quotes like what you just heard from greats like Ted Williams, Manny Machado, and Derek Jeter. In our theme today about reaction time, I'm going to highlight a couple of different characters. And I say characters because I know them well enough, I can call them that. <laughs> and one of those is Tony Schumacher. He's a top fuel driver for, for the Don Schumacher racing team with his Skaggs car. Um, he is, um, he, he's a comeback story. I don't know that he would think of himself that way, but I do because he's gotten through a lot of different challenges and tests to his ability as a top fuel driver, uh, the least of which in some regards is reaction time. Tony has always been good on the lights. And for those of you who are not familiar with National Hot Rod Racing, there's a light tree. And when you say good on the lights, that means he's getting his reaction time in sync as close as possible to that green light and then taken off with no delays. Zero delay, zero reaction time means he hit it right when the green light came into play and no delay at the starting line to get started going forward. Tony uh, is one of those uh, characters that uh, deserves to be recognized not only by his performance but also what he does in the community. We're going to talk to Tony later on today so check out Instagram Live at 360 Mindset and uh, we'll be interviewing Tony at track at the track today down there at uh, Bandemir uh, Raceway or Speedway sorry Bandemir Speedway along 470 there in the in the 
the hills uh, near the Red Rocks. Um, you'll be hearing the, the pulsing beat of the dragsters uh, hitting the mountain faces and I'm sure jiggling a few rocks loose. Uh, we'll be doing that at 2 o'clock, so check on Instagram. You can either check in into uh, Coach LKW, the official Instagram, or, or, or 360 Mindset official to check out the Instagram feed at 2 o'clock. We're going to be interviewing Tony live from the Don Schumacher Hospitality Suite. The other character we're going to talk to or talk about, because he's in L.A. this weekend, is Curtis Granderson. We've talked about Curtis before on the show because he is uh, a person who is just... He's all about the game of baseball. He lives and breathes it, has since he was a little boy, playing in Lansing, Illinois, for the, the many little league teams, club teams. But uh, my time goes back as far as when he was 14 years old, uh, coaching him in basketball. And Curtis Granderson is now the president of the Players' Alliance. Well, there's a few reaction times that he's got to consider. One is just that reaction time of brain-body connection. You know, my brain and my, my mouth, my voice, <laughs> speaking at the right time when it's necessary to announce a great accomplishment, a noteworthy news item. Because Curtis is also behind the mic talking during baseball playoffs about what's going on in the, uh, I, I believe he's, he's National League. I mean, he's done both, both National League and American League uh, playoff um, broadcasts with um, TBS. And... Uh, and yet his main play is with the uh, Players Alliance. Now the Players Alliance is going to have a special event on Sunday the uh, 17th to talk about what they do uh, for baseball and getting kids interested in baseball, especially kids of color that, and, and from neighborhoods that are marginalized and differentiated in ways that hinder the kids being able to participate. It could be just transportation, but for many of us who take that for granted, it's not a just for them. It's a real deal, and it limits their ability to participate in things that they would just love and excel at. Players Alliance tries to do as much as they can to impact those communities with equipment, mentoring from athletes, from Players Alliance relationships, uh, to um, food bank issues, and making sure that they're properly fed, because interestingly enough, in our country, it's a curiosity for me that in our country, with all the opportunity we have, we still have kids going hungry every day in our own country. If we were to put forth an effort that's representative of American Initiative, Curtis Granderson and his efforts with the Players Alliance would have a big smile on their face for how successful they are becoming in the communities that are represented by Major League Baseball. And that's their mission, is to visit Players Alliance, mission, part of their mission, is to visit every franchise city and share their message about baseball and how kids and the, and the black athletes that participate in baseball at the pro level have gained so much wonderful experiences and they want to pay that back to those communities. That's our setup for today on Reaction Times, both literally and figuratively, because you know there's the literal reaction time and as, as a definition of reaction time is I respond to a particular stimulus to produce another action. Uh, for example, if a light goes on, I anticipate as quickly as possible touching that light to recognize how quickly I can do that. How quickly did I see the green light or the red light or whatever the color light is and, and touch it to get it, get it moving. Drag racing or any kind of automotive racing, it's the reaction time you have with the accelerator hitting the throttle and pushing it down and launching the car. And then there's a reaction time that not many drivers want to experience this. Got a little bit of a tire burn, a little spin, a little chatter in the tires, whatever that might be, and sensing it, feeling it, and then reacting appropriately with an action that either calms it down or fixes it so that you can progress and move forward. In baseball, it'd be the reaction time to identify, is this an off-speed pitch or is this the heat? and then reacting with that acknowledgement to where is the ball at? And then the next stage is, am I ready to swing the bat if it's within the zone that I can put that ball into play? A lot of pieces to the reaction time in that hitting example. But those are two examples for the people that we're gonna talk about today, Tony Schumacher and Curtis Granderson, about where they have experienced reaction times. Now in my world, reaction times are many times about the thinking process thinking through things. In fact, it's a counterintuitive 
way to look at reaction time for me is holding back my response and not respond too prematurely to what others have said or may have done in my presence to just kind of keep the conversation on track because sometimes it's better to not be heard than it is to go ahead and speak too prematurely. So those are examples of three types of reaction times I want you to consider as we move move forward with today's show. But as I, I try to do every every week is to show some gratitude because in doing so, it causes me and you out there, if you can do it as well with me, is that you begin to reflect internally about the people and things around you and think about what about this environment that I'm in that I'm grateful for and why am I grateful for it? For example, I'm in this environment, this studio right now, taking in all the wonderful things that I can utilize and in that utilization, that participation, deliver a message to you and hopefully a quality message. Hopefully it's something that you can recognize as beneficial to you, but also the people around me, the great, wonderful man from Oz. No, no, he's not from Oz, really, he's not. He's right here from the North Glen area. <laughs> uh, that's the man from Oz. It's behind the, the, the wall over there, Henry Archuleta, helping me turn the dials and make sure that we produce and, and generate the best show possible. Grateful for all of those, all of that technology, all of that understanding and wisdom in the streaming streaming world of media it's it's a great place to be um, Henry has been part of the the main focus of streaming from the almost the beginning and it's created such a wonderful platform for us here so gratitude what are you grateful for what puts a smile on your face that's the purpose behind asking you to think about what are you grateful for and who are you grateful for have you said that to them um, I am very grateful for my family and the resources that they allow me to utilize in coming to the studio and doing the things that I do here. So that's gratitude every, every week on a Friday for sure, but I would recommend that you start each day with a grateful moment, thinking about the people and things that are um, important to you and allow you to uh, think well of yourself and others and put a smile on your face through that gratitude. It's good stuff. Hopefully next week, on uh, next Friday, we are going to be giving you some insights on a number of things related to golf again, but we're going to talk. To, hopefully talk to Hal Sutton and, and give you a great show from Hal. We've been working on our schedule, and I think we might have it locked down. So be, uh, be, be uh, prepared to enjoy that show with us. So as we get into reaction times um, and talk about those things, I want to give you some background on some, some things. A Players Alliance, for example, they are in the business of sending great messages and doing good works about diversity, equity, and inclusion. The mere fact that they're present in communities all over the country that are, they, they get connected to because of baseball, as I said earlier, every franchise city. Denver is a franchise city, New York is a franchise city, Chicago, LA, Dallas, Houston. They're all franchise cities. The Players Alliance wants to go there. Well, their effort in, in some regards is, is a process of unfiltering and understanding, putting some, uh, some real thinking around the words diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because the kids that they want to talk to and want to meet in many regards, because of their conditions, they're not able to be included. And if we were just to break that down, kind of unfilter it a little bit, we might be able to find ways with local transportation services, just altering their routes just a little to drop the kids off and pick them up at the baseball fields that they would love to participate in those baseball games or softball. And I want to exclude it, but Players Alliance is primarily focused on baseball. So having those conversations about what is it about our communities that needs to be considered as it relates to diversity and the, the, the conditions they're facing in those diverse communities to provide them the equity and then the inclusion in those, the games, the sports, the projects that they can, they can work on. Um, I think it's important to open up our, our scope a little bit and consider What's really the obstacle that's in front of anybody, but in particular our kids, so that we can, with opening up those doors, we can create even better reaction times of our community to the needs of the kids. 
Now, what I just said there was an example of reaction time. That's, again, part of that cognitive thinking process. It's not the, the throttle that I talked about with Tony Schumacher. That's a physical thing, you know. I see the light go green and boom, I push the throttle. This is more of a thinking thing, looking for opportunities. When you see an opportunity, react in that time. When I see an opportunity to help a kid understand more deeply, or a kid get a ride to a ballpark so they can go play baseball, or a kid I see who doesn't have an adequate glove, adequate shoes, a bat for that, for that matter, a ball, I can fix that. I can react to that in good time. The, the, thing that I, the things I see that don't represent good reaction time is the chatter, the conversations that go on that don't generate actions. Reaction, it's action, reaction time. Acting within a timely manner to generate results that, does, that deliver what you prescribe. If you want to go help the community with sports equipment, in this case baseball, as it relates to Players Alliance, then go do it. Put it in your trunk, drive to the ballpark, give the kids what they need to get the, the, pro the process going. I've seen it firsthand. I've been the coaches on the diamonds looking at the kids who are struggling, and I've helped them to get what they need. In some cases, it's just talking to the families in the neighborhood and say, hey, are you done with that baseball mitt? Because I got a kid who could really use it. It doesn't take a lot of, lot of um, thinking to come up with the solutions. Usually the, the resistor is the action steps necessary. So I get, I get really bogged down by the rhetoric. When does the rhetoric need to stop so that we get the actions taken? Now in that case of actions taken, it's instantaneously. I've, I've only sat in it when it's not moving, but I've had the opportunity to sit in a top fuel race car as well as a funny car uh, cockpit, uh, but I can only imagine what it feels like when you hit that throttle and it takes off the starting line, lifting the front nose of that car up, and you're feeling that six Gs or more force against your chest, even though you're strapped in. I mean, you're solidly strapped in. I have a limited exposure, but even just thinking about my limited exposure, it starts to give me little chills about the power of the outcomes of that reaction time response. Green light goes on, on the tree, boom, hit that. And it goes, it goes from A to B with speed, taking it down the track. That's Tony Schumacher hitting it this weekend at Bandemir uh, Speedway to see if he can bring home a Wally. It's been a little while since he's had a Wally. That's the trophy, by the way, in case you didn't know. That's the big trophy. It's about, oh, I don't know, 24, maybe 36 inches tall. Big base. It's, it's a wonderful piece of furniture that you could put on the mantle. Tony Schumacher's had a few of those. And much of it, and, it, and the success he's had, much of that success he's had is because of his reaction time and his ability to anticipate that green light and get off the starting line before someone else does. Now, another type of reaction time is involved in swinging a bat, seeing the ball, and getting that good sweet contact on that ball and launching it over the fence in play for a home run. Well, the All-Star Game is in Los Angeles, California this year. Um, it's, I think they're gonna have just a wonderful time. I, um, I hesitate to go out there and, and have too much of a crowd out there. Uh, there has been an in increase in the cases of the most recent uh, version of the virus, of the COVID virus. Uh, for those of us who have been vaccinated, it, it's, it's less of a f fatal situation for us now. I, I mean, it sounds hard to believe, right, with all the death that has been surrounding that COVID virus. But um, the reality of it, it seems as though it's just going to make you really sick, even though you may have been vaccinated. Um, I also have been hearing a lot of talk about, um, you know, Fauci this, Fauci that, uh, people taking some really nasty, unfounded not factual shots at uh, the man who has worked very hard on both sides of the, the aisle. And not, I'm not trying to imply any politics at all, but 
Uh, the reason I went out to, or not going out to the, the, the game is because there's just, there's just too much activity and less of a chance to be separated in a distance. And, um, and so I'm recommending that people wear their masks when they're out there for the All-Star Games. When you have a crowd, when you're not able to get away from people and get a distance of people you don't know, wear a mask. Put a mask on and, and wear that mask. Uh, but the 2022 All-Stars and the Major League Baseball All-Star Game out in Los Angeles, California at, at the uh, stadium, uh, it's going to be a great game. And uh, you may not know this. I'll say it if you do, uh, uh, so please bear with me if you do know this. Uh, the winner of the game determines home field advantage through uh, the World Series, American League versus National League. So um, that uh, is, is, a, is a goal to go after. Um, there is a couple of ball players that are going to be uh, honoring the uh, team, their team this, this season at the All-Star Game. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers have a number of players on the uh, All-Star roster this year, which is awesome. Great to I can, can just imagine. You get home field advantage at an All-Star Game, <laughs> and you are on the roster for the All-Star uh, Game uh, this year at 2022 it's it's just really really something so with that being said I want to ask you some questions I want to ask you a question about when do actions replace the talk now that's a question that has a little bit of influence to the meaning of reaction time because I think it's it's important for people to know when to stop talking <laughs> you know react to the situation and just take action. Just do. You've, you've done the preparation. You've done the planning. Just go take action. Even if the action's practice, it's not about results yet. You're just, just going to go react through practice. You're, you're done thinking it through. You're done preparing yourself with the equipment and, and watching film or, or whatever the case may be in the sport you're playing or the business that you're in. You know, visualization techniques are also applicable to, to business. You know, imagining what the call is going to look like. Imagining yourself standing in front of a board or at a, in a boardroom standing in front of a group of people that you want to try to convince to, to think about what you have to say and making decisions based on your recommendations. But when do actions replace the talk? Reaction times can be seen and found in almost any aspect of our life, whether it's Business, politics, family, sports, entertainment. Um, there's always that moment where you turn it on and there's no more talk. It's just do. Now I'm going to retract that a little bit because sometimes reaction time is in fact the switch that goes on to create more talk. <laughs> but it's based on reacting to something, a movement perhaps capturing something. I, I'm going to keep us anchored into the All-Star Game because there's going to be announcers at the All-Star Game, right? They're needing to look at play on the field, movement on the field, and then react to that. Get their brain clicked in. What they see, their brain clicks, reacts within that moment of what they're seeing, and they say something. They capture the moment. This is extremely important for radio people. <laughs> Because the better their reaction time is, the better you have a vision of the story they're trying to tell. Some would say, I have a great face for radio. <laughs> it's a joke. I have a gorgeous face. I, I'm good at this. I believe it as much as I say it. But my point is this. Think about reaction time and not just in the physical movement of something. A batter hitting a ball. Tony Schumacher throwing the throttle down in a dragster. Or just practicing how good is your reaction time with how quickly can you touch the light. You know, they, in the arcades, they have a reaction time game. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> That's a reaction time game. How quick are you? How high does the mole come out of the hole before you hit it? Is it as they go down? Or is it just as they come up? How well are you at anticipating? Those are some examples of reaction times. But for me, in the world of, of business and sports performance, 
there's always a moment I have to think about when does the talk stop? And when the, when the talk stops and the actions begin, is it purposeful? Did I, did I practice through my prep and planning an understanding of what my intent was so that when I finish with those actions, I look at it and go, yep, that's what I wanted. That's the prescription that I put out there for my outcomes. I, I wanted those outcomes. So that when you look back at your prep and your practice, it was purposeful to a specific intent. Once again, I'll come back to Tony Schumacher and the, the throttle. It's immediate. There's no questions. 6,000 Gs of force. Boom! At the throttle. Tires amp up, spin out, go. Front end comes up. All of those are very clear signs of reaction time was fulfilled. But it's not always that clear. So I ask you to think about purposeful intent. And why? Why do, It's basically answering the question, why? Why are you doing this? And why are you then, when you say, well, here's why I'm doing this. Then does your planning and your preparation and your practice fit that intent? Because if it doesn't, if the planning and the preparation and the practice does not fit your purposeful intent, you should not be surprised at not getting the outcomes you expected because they're not purposeful intent. They don't necessarily have a clear outcome that you would accept, like with throwing the throttle down on your dragster and getting the front end to go up and the tires to spin and then progress down the track. I should also point out that reaction time doesn't mean you get what you expect to get through the visioning that you do. Every time Tony Schumacher throws the throttle down doesn't mean he's going to go straight down the track without any bumping, without any swaying, without any shifting. And believe me, there are some times I've seen, I have some pictures of Tony Schumacher's car going, whoa, nose over. And thankfully, Tony Schumacher has survived those moments, but he might be able to reflect back and say, my reaction time was awesome. It just didn't result in an outcome that I wanted. Um, there are some great notables. Uh, John Force, if you get a chance to watch the drag racing this weekend, um, check out John Force and his funny car. Uh, check out his daughter who's riding in a top fuel dragster with John Force Racing. Also check out Cruz Pedregon. I love to watch Cruz Pedregon. And look, I love for anybody to win. And he's a, he's a, he's a, cha a challenge performer and uh, competitor, but he and John Forrest, I believe they compete on who can blow their cars up with the biggest bang and the greatest fireball. <laughs> they've, been, they've been in the seat of some amazing things, amazing things. That for me is part of the show, is part of the entertainment of drag racing. Uh, but NHRA takes a lot of care in the safety and protection of the drivers, uh, the crew at the starting line, um, the fans along the, the, the stands and the track. It's a, it's a great thing to see. That's a great thing to see. So as we, as we move along, I want to make sure I take a moment to uh, recognize the fact that a lot of things are going on in our, our country, in our world. Uh, we've got some interesting things going on in, in, um, in various parts of the country. A lot of crazy weather has been happening. I want to give a shout out to the people in Virginia and in uh, Maryland. They got hit uh, this week with some nasty, nasty storms. Um, I was talking to a colleague last night that uh, does a lot of work servicing the physical uh, recovery needs and, and uh, preparations of utility workers. You know, utility workers, they work hard. You know, they have to be strong and agile and flexible. You're climbing up a pole, you know, you're digging a hole, you're trenching something and with a threat that a large electrical shock might go through there. Uh, so when there are these big storms and ra rain and wind, lightning, uh, there's going to be some uh, things that happen to our neighborhoods that aren't always that uh, pleasant. And with that being said, my, my, my heart and, and, and thoughts go out to those out there in Virginia and Maryland that have suffered uh, very quick flash floods, lots of wind down trees, down power lines, 
there were scenes of utility workers walking down the streets looking like the, very casually in their outfits, you know, their helmets and their jackets and stuff. And behind them is a car in blaze uh, and, a, and a wire flashing on the ground. And that yet they're just, you know, kind of doing their thing. They don't need to have a, a, a large amount of reaction time in those scenarios because they know what it is all about. And they've trained to um, take care of those things. But a lot of stuff has gone on out there. So that being said, good luck with those people. Have, have a great weekend. I hope you'll get some rest and, and the, the, uh, the storms and weathers have passed. On to the All-Star Game. Some interesting things are happening in L.A. As I said earlier, the Dodgers have uh, four individuals on the roster, but I'm going to take care of just two of them. Mookie Betts and Trevay Turner. Uh, Trev Turner and Mookie are starters for the, uh, for the game on, um, on Monday, I believe, July 19th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. That would be uh, 5 o'clock our time here in Denver. Um, so you can, you, can, uh, you can count on seeing some Dodger blue on the roster uh, with Mr. Betts and Mr. Turner being the starters. They've got to just feel amazing about that opportunity to be not only on, you know, like in the Academy Awards they say it's just a thrill to be nominated, right? Well, you're on the roster, but it's beyond thrill to be a starter. Not that I have. I'm just reflecting what's ever been told to me and the experiences I've had seeing the faces of the little boys because they look like little boys when the emotions come out of them in the All-Star game and you're a starter. So if you have a chance in watching the game, watch the players come out onto the field as starters for the, their half of the first inning because it's different look than what you see when they line them up and announce them and the fans clap and they do the national anthem. Those are different looks than the, the, the look that they have in their face and the, the spring they have in their step when they jump out of the dugout and take the field for the first, their first half of the first inning. If, you get it, if the cameras capture their faces, you will see the little boy in their faces coming out to play the game they love. It's, it's just a wonderful thing to see. And then we have the All-Star Softball game, which is on um, the 17th. It, it's it's going to be uh, an interesting star-studded game. Um, and, you know, look, at softball is a great game. I, I, I've always been amazed at how fast those young women can, can uh, pitch that ball. Uh, now, remember, it, they measure the speed in the distance they throw from. And it's 40 feet something versus um, the 60 feet, 6 inches that the pitcher's mound is, the raised pitcher's mound is, with softball, it's flat. Uh, they, they get ripping the ball pretty good. Um, and when they did an equivalency of speed at the same distance with Major League Baseball, they're, they're ripping 90 mile an hour, you know, 89 mile an hour softballs coming in at you. So though, these young women are awesome. So. Watch the celebrity softball game because there's some really interesting celebrities. Remember, it's in L.A. Access to celebrities is pretty, pretty good. Close proximity, right? So I picked up on two notables. In addition to the Dodgers, who are the stars of the All-Star game itself, with Mookie and Turner, we've got CeCe Sabathia. Now, he's not going to be pitching. It's softball. Well, he may be pitching, but he's not going to be pitching like he see in this picture where he's on the mounds for the Yankees. And by the way, just so you know, CeCe's image these days is much more svelte than he was when he was a baseball player. In good, good athlete, don't get me wrong, but he was a few pounds heavier as a pro athlete than he is today. Uh, my hat's off to CeCe for adjusting and adapting uh, into his uh, baseball retirement. But he's not retired. He's doing lots of great things with uh, Players Alliance. He's one of the executive officers with the Players Alliance along with uh, Curtis Granderson. So my uh, CC's going to be on the softball team uh, representing. And then you have Miss Finch. Miss Finch, gold medalist Miss Finch. Softball gold medalist. Now, I don't think they're going to let her pitch. She was a gold medalist pitcher for the USA softball team. And even still, it's it's not fast pitch. So she's it's looping the ball. Maybe she, maybe they'll let her get out there. Who knows? Maybe she's not that good as a arced softball pitcher. 
or maybe she'll forget it and just rip one in there <laughs> for whomever might be at the plate. Um, it, it's, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, a lot of great stars in uh, hip-hop, in, in, um, in the social media, in acting, in sports. Uh, but I chose to pick these two to showcase for the uh, softball game uh, for uh, this weekend. Uh, and it's a wonderful baseball-softball duo in C.C. Sabathian and uh, Miss Finch. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be great to see. Uh, so take take a moment to see that. I'll be, As I said earlier, I'll just take another note. Uh, I'll be at the um, racetrack at Bandemir Speedway today for a 2 o'clock interview on Instagram, 2 o'clock Instagram Live with um, Tony Schumacher. Uh, check us out. Uh, get on the channel. Um, just, just because I need to check it, I'm going to just pull out my phone for a minute to make sure of the Instagram link for you all. Uh, I, you know, I, never, I never truly remember what my Instagram link is, right? It's 360 Mindset Official. That's the one. Go on to 360 Mindset Official and check out the uh, 2 o'clock live show with um, Tony Schumacher. Uh, he'll be joining me in the Schumacher, the Don Schumacher Racing Hospitality Suite. Don't mind me. I'm just doing some maintenance on my phone for a minute because I forgot to do it earlier. Um, you know, it's, it's that notification thing, do not disturb kind of stuff. I, I don't need to have a phone call in the middle of talking to you. That wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be nice. Here's some words of wisdom. Well, hold on. Pause a minute. Words of wisdom after we take a reflective moment. Don't you just love that? I just love that picture. That's at the Kona Hotel, the Kona Inn, sorry, Kona Inn, Sunset at the Kona Inn. We were at the Kona Inn um, restaurant uh, looking out over um, the Kona coast. Um, all things Kona, <laughs> but what a great sunset that is. It framed with the palm, the palm trees there and just people casually sitting on the retention wall. Uh, that was just a, a great moment. So in those moments, you're thinking about your reaction time. Breathing is a big part of that. So one of the reasons I put this reflective moment up is to focus in on breathing. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And as you do that, don't raise your shoulders. Yeah, it's a big breath, but from the gut, as those uh, voice teachers would say. From the gut, in and out. And as you think about those reflective moments, think about how you would mindfully look at your reaction time dues. Here's the things that you can consider when you're looking at presenting your best reaction time, capturing those moments as quickly and precisely as you can. Here's the first thing. Visioning. Get a vision. Like the Coney Inn in the sunset. Get a vision of that. Close your eyes. Breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, and, and just getting a vision of what that picture looks like. The sun setting across the ocean, you know, framed by palm trees, people sitting on a retention wall. And you're starting to be part of that. The vision brings you in as you continue to breathe. Or maybe it's you sitting in the cockpit of that top fuel race car. And you've got your left hand on the steering wheel, your right hand on the throttle lever, and your feet are ready for brakes if you need them. Hopefully you won't need them. <laughs> And, and you're ready to hit that starting, that uh, not starting line, you're watching the green light, anticipating the green light. When that green light comes, boom, you're anticipating it, hitting the throttle and taking off. You're creating a vision and you're, you're, you're getting that vision ingrained in your head. A lot like with my skiers, my, my downhill skiers, my freestyle downhill skiers on the moguls or the snowboarders in the half pipe or ski cross or border cross. Those are visions about what do you see and you feel. And so my athletes that have those moments where their, their bodies are moving, they're actually sitting or standing in a place where they can visualize the movements and they're going through, their body is shifting and turning. So you should feel yourself practicing that vision in those moments. So if you're Tony Schumacher, maybe you're in a chair and you're sitting back, your chin's duck, tucked a little bit. You imagine your left hand is on the steering wheel, your right hand is on the throttle. You imagine where your feet are and boom, you're ready to go and you, you act, literally make that feeling of your chest goes back, feeling the compressions of the G-forces on you, all that power, so that it's not unfamiliar to you. You're anticipating through the visioning, where does the reaction time movement 
my actions, my brain creating actions to anticipate in a timely fashion what I need to do. And that within that practicing, you're finding the moments, feeling the moments when the breaths are there. Uh, many times with the breathing, especially when you've got to do something quickly at, in response to a stimulus, in this case a starting line green light stimulus. And when do I breathe? Maybe I practice the exhale when I want to hit the throttle for the green light. But breathing is a big part of that. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And using a rhythm that fits what you're envisioning. With my, with my skier, oh, actually my, ba my baseball players too. They're, they're up there hitting. I know with Curtis Granderson, he and I would have conversations over the years about at one point he was very suspect to off-speed, out, outer third off-speed pitches. And he's a left-handed hitter. So getting him into a, a vision of, you know, closing his eyes, looking at, and he doesn't have to have a bat in his hands, and just knowing what does that slider look like from whatever that, whoever that pitcher is. Because in most cases, teams have video of pitchers they're going to face as to what they look like when they're going to throw a slider or overhand curveball or the, the heat, uh, bring a fastball. Um, and, the, and the different different variations of all of those. You know, there's split finger fastballs, there's there's underhand sliders, there's overhand sliders, there's there, what I call the screwball, which is different kind of slider. It goes into the hitter versus, well, into the right-handed hitter if you're a right-handed pitcher uh, or away from a left-handed hitter. But you envision what all that looks like and you, you time your breathing to represent when is the reaction time? When am I going to swing my hands? Um, and, and make my moves and when am I going to then exhale if I take the breath in when I see it I'm going to exhale at the moment my reactions need to be at the time to bring that dime size level of contact of the bat onto the sweet spot of the ball but the breathing is a great timing mechanism in the process of practicing what you do during that vision now here's something you might not have expected <laughs> during this list of things of to-dos for your reaction times it's accepting failure as you're going through the practicing through that visioning process of understanding your reaction time and where does my breathing fit you're not going to feel all that well sometimes because ah oh, that didn't feel good i gotta do that over again well yes you're going to do it over again you're going to practice it again but don't move on to the next practice until you fully understand what was that failure or error? So I know what I'm going to do in adjusting my vision to compensate for it. So I can create the feeling in me with the, with the breathing and the vision I've created to then deliver, finish that delivery. Be mindful of who you are in that space so that you can understand what does that abundance feel like, that the spirit of your actions that creates all of the things you need to do to make it happen. And then the fun part, you fix it and repeat. And I'll tell you this, I've had athletes ask me, an executive ask me, well, how, how much of this should I do? How long should I do it for? My first comment to them is, you'll know. And let's just put it this way, it's more than once, okay? But you'll know what's enough. You'll know when you are satisfied with the guidance that you've given yourself through the vision. But you need to go through every step. You need to create the vision, practice your visioning and going through it. You know, actually literally in, in a baseball player's at the plate situation, you're standing up, you know, you maybe simulate that you have a bat in your hand, whether it's left-handed or right-handed. Uh, if you're <clears throat> a race car driver, you're sitting in a, on a chair as though you're in the cockpit of the, the vehicle, the, the top fuel car, the funny car, um, the um, uh, drag racing car of your, of your choice, <laughs> uh, or you're a skier, um, or you're a basketball player. Foul shots. Oh, I love foul shots. The, the reaction time in foul shooting has got pieces to it. There's like several different reaction times. Um, that will help you get, uh, get through the, the tension of the, the stands, the people in the stands. You know, they're yelling stuff at you. You're trying to ignore all that stuff. Well, if you're into your visioning, you've you're done that. You may have incorporated the fans in there so you can deal with it. 
It's part of the vision, right? And you practice what you're going to be doing, the breathing and the, the movement of your body. Each of those movement, movements is on a time schedule. And so that when you add them all up, that the, the little pieces of reaction and the time it took to get them all completed defines your foul shot technique. And that at the end, you're finishing with a fluid movement, movement and releasing at the top, online to the target. So regardless of what that vision is for you and looking at the reaction times that make up those efforts and the outcomes that you prescribe for yourself, you fix and repeat. There's another phrase that's called rinse and repeat. I like the fix and repeat. In this case, fix and repeat. Make it happen. Do it for you. Have fun enjoying figuring out the vision that will help you put your reaction time in place and representative of optimal outcomes. Now, I'll give you a website. For those of you who are watching uh, uh, the television broadcast here, it's a reaction time test. And it's at um, AreelMe, that's www.A-R-E-A-L-M-E, AreelMe.com forward slash reaction dash test, reaction dash test forward slash E-N forward slash. Um, if, you, if you send me a note, if, you, if you're listening um, on the radio and you want to get that website again for you testing your reaction time, uh, go ahead and give me a shout out at, at our website. 360mindset.com. But um, it, it's, it's really, reaction times aren't just about how quickly you can touch uh, a light or how quickly you can throw the throttle down or how quickly you can hammer the mole. <laughs> um, in, in, the, uh, in the arcade where you might take the kids for pizza <laughs> uh, or, or no pizza at all, just a lot of sweet stuff. The uh, reaction times are more than that. Um, it, you can see reaction times in various places uh, in, in any performance activity. So go to the website, test yourself, see how good your reaction times are. Um, you, may, you may hear this, have heard this quote before because I, I used it last week. I loved it and it seems appropriate for today because it defines um, an attitude, uh, maybe even an ideology for some of you. And it comes from, for some of us, a most unlikely source, uh, a thespian, an actor. Uh, some might call him even a comedian. Henry Winkler said this, I live by two words, tenacity and gratitude. I'm going to focus more on the tenacity. Last week we focused on the gratitude. Tenacity. Whatever you do, don't hold back. If you believe it, go after it. Be tenacious. Now, as you attack whatever it is, the vision to examine your reaction time, or it's a particular message you have to share with somebody, but it's not going to be fun, be tenacious, and then be grateful at the end that you had the strength and the courage to accomplish what you set forth to do. Now, I followed up Henry's quote with this statement. Because if you're grateful, if that's the lead, and, or even if tenacity is the lead, you led with tenacity and you're grateful for the effort afterwards, you should put a smile on your face because your happiness is directly related to how much gratitude you share. So whether it's gratitude up front, like we start our show every week, being grateful for those people and things around me, or it's just get after, just go, tena tenacity, be tenacious in your effort. And after you've completed the task, you are grateful that you did the deed. I can assure you, Tony Schumacher is grateful that he went from A to B with speed after he was tenacious in hitting that accelerator and making it happen. I hope you smile today, many times over. Have a great day smiling. And as I say that, in preparation for ending the show, I want to make sure that you are still mindful of those people and things that were put into, put into action in a very timely fashion in Highland Park, Illinois, and supporting the families and citizens of that town as they are now uh, grieving for the loss of friends and family because of the actions of a very, very troubled young person. In that 
understanding, the one thing I want to focus on in this memory is the love that it took for those first responders, the FBI, the police force, the men and, men and women in blue, the EMTs, the medical professionals, then the family members to do is to bring forth their gratitude and love for one another as a means to survive. If we hang on to the angst and the anger, it doesn't open the door for timely solutions that we can react to. We need to stop the talk and make a move in reacting to what's happened quickly to satisfy the pain and the heartache, to satisfy solution with solutions, things that need to be rectified so that we reduce the amount of opportunity for this to happen again. It needs to stop. So remember those who compete in any activity, the competition of responding to a, a painful and deadly shooting, the competitors who are gonna go out on the racetrack, the baseball field, the basketball field, the soccer field, the lacrosse field, whatever it might be to compete. Challenge them and yourself in those activities to level up and be your best with love and gratitude for yourself and others. I'm, I'm really privileged. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be here. Our podcast every Friday at 11, 11 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time right here in wonderful Denver, Colorado, but more specifically North Glen, Colorado. Once we get the show done, we're going to package it up, polish it a little bit, and push it out into our, our, our platforms for podcast. We are on Spotify. Uh, Anchor.fm is where we land all of them. But if you have a unique liking, maybe even an account to Spotify, just check out 360 Performance. That's the podcast uh, title. And take a look at what we do there. Listen to the shows. Enjoy them. Share your comments to me. On every show, you can send me a message and tell me what you thought, um, whether that's Spotify, Apple, or Google. Looking forward to it. But whatever you do, let your reaction time get you involved. See what I did there? <laughs> let your reaction time get you involved. I would love to hear from you. Uh, but whatever you do, if, even if you're, you don't get in touch with us here at 360 Performance uh, at the show or on my website, 360 Mindset, be involved fully with the things you do and the people you share with. And as you are involved, don't forget to share your gratitude for them and the love that you have for what you do. Because by making those plans and taking the actions that are necessary, you fulfill your dream for what you want to do and optimizing your performance according to your terms. You take ownership of what is great for you. Hey, thanks everybody. KUHS Denver is streaming to you every week, every day of every week actually. Whether it's music or talk, you got it here, streaming on at KUHS Denver. I'm Dr. Whiteman, or as some people call me, coach here at 360 Performance, bringing to you solutions for actions and behaviors that will make you better optimizing how great you are being who you are. Have a great day today, everybody. Take care.